Well, hi, everybody. What's this? It's Monday. Why are we getting an episode, Connor? Have you gone off the deep end again? You're making all the film news. Is a film news dump back? Is that what ha- what's happening? You, you're recording too many shows again? No, not quite. Uh, but I am sitting on a lot more volume because I am finishing up a lot of 2002 movies this time of the year. Um, I do happen to have a little bit more volume of non-2002 movies that we've already recorded. And I don't want to sit on too many of them at a time because it's kind of a nightmare trying to schedule episode releases um, when you're trying to interweave more recently recorded episodes with them. So uh, in an effort to avoid unnecessary logistics for the show and also to kind of cram in more 2002 movies before 2022 actually ends uh, without making uh, the fourth quarter of the year 100% 2002 films because I bet that might get tiresome for some people I'm just going to release extra content I'm just going to put bonus episodes out on Mondays if I've got some uh, just in an effort to sort of cleanse out the system a little bit so you see an extra episode dropped on a Monday um, don't fear Uh, in fact click on it you might like it this is also a disclaimer that the extra content is temporary we are not going back to two episodes a week on a permanent basis this is a temporary um, surge in output for us. It will end because we cannot sustain that. Enjoy it while it lasts uh, and enjoy all the extra episodes like this one. trip uh we're gonna do a little hybrid thing here this is partially uh to a 2002 presents episode and we'll have a 2005 presents um uh preview and uh and then we just won't talk about that movie uh three years from now um (laughs) (laughs) uh because i'm definitely not gonna rewatch it but more on that later um yes i want to talk about catch me if you can you're gonna get caught it's like vegas the house always wins some nuts flying around the country posing as a pilot. Call him the James Bond of the sky. Hello, pussy. This is by far the best date I have ever been on. He's a kid. That's why he doesn't have a record. 30 milligrams of codeine every four hours. Do you concur? I concur. Dr. Harris. Yes? Do you concur? Concur with what, sir? <laughs> Ma'am, I'm sorry to have to tell you your son has fought you checks. I have a payroll check here I'd like to cash. I'm looking part time at the church now. Just tell me how much yours and I'll pay you back. $1.3 million. So this is one of the, those 2002 films that I'm, you know, I'm doing right now. And um, I was rushing. I don't know where this is now, whoever's listening to this, uh, because I had to rush to watch this movie before the end of September because mm-hmm. it was going to leave Netflix. So I don't know where it is now. We're recording this in October. But uh, so it could be anywhere. Um, Paramount Plus. Okay, Paramount Plus, which makes sense because. No, it doesn't. I was going to say it's Paramount Film, but it is not. So (laughs) F me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, but but the but the the branding of the movie is blue. So 
Hey, hey. close enough. All right. I'll take it. So, um, Catch Me If You Can is a 2002 film, and it is written, sorry, not written, huh, directed by Steven Spielberg um, and stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, Christopher Walken. Uh, I, I forgot that Martin Sheen was in this, but he's in it, and he's, he's great. Um, and it is based on the, this says, quote, unquote. Young Amy Adams as well. Yes, that's right. And it says it's based on, a, it, it puts the word autobiography in quotes. Mm. Um, I don't know why it does that, but of, of Frank Abagnale, Frank William Abagnale Jr., who, who is a, is a real person, um, a real convicted felon. Um, and he, I, hold on a second, based on Catch Me If You Can by Frank Abagnale. Why is it, why is it? Okay, it says semi-autograph. Catch Me If You Can is a book written by Frank Abagnale. It's, 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 it, Wikipedia is calling it a semi-autobiographical book. Um, yeah, I don't know why they're calling it autobiographical, like semi. Yeah, the book is acknowledged to have been partially fictionalized and the factual basis for the events contained in the book has been challenged. Mm. Okay. Well, that doesn't matter as much when you're making a movie out of it because movies tend to do that anyway to to fit, yeah. you know, the three-act structure a little bit better. Um, so maybe, maybe don't read the book on this one, but Catch Me If You Can is solid. Um, it's it's about a con man. It's about Leonardo DiCaprio is a is a, is a young con man, a con boy, and um, he. This is the nineteen sixties, I believe, or seventies. Is it the seventies? Sixties, and he basically figures out how to forge checks, and that's like his main criminal transgression. Is he's a he he just forges checks really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, after sort of just being good at forging uniforms and identifications and just sort of like back in the sixties where it just, you didn't, not a lot of shit was checked that is checked now um, allows people to just sort of walk into an airport and go, yep, I'm a pilot and I've watched a couple of TV shows. And he's like, cool. What do you like? What kind of planes do you like to fly? Well, I'm a co-pilot. Oh, cool. Well, we need a co-pilot. Cool. I'll be that. Okay, you're hired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Sure. Um, you know, so the film is pretty low friction like that, where you might think, like, are we sure there wasn't more vetting done by these organizations? The film right. sort of just goes, eh, it's the 60s. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Yeah. Who cares? It's fun. We're having fun. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that's sort of like they remind you of the stakes, but the film feels pretty light throughout because the stakes are fairly low there's no sense of like danger uh when was the term the terminal was after this wasn't it that was like oh three or four four maybe yeah Yeah. also with tom hanks um which is a terrific film another two hour plus long movie by steven spielberg but it's it's similar where it's charming everyone's charming and there's resistance and there's opposition in the plot but there's no like ah jesus like there's no like what are they going to do? It's just fun. It's just yeah. harmless. Uh, and so that's what's appealing about Catch Me If You Can. It's a good light watch. Um, and, uh, you know, DiCaprio is good. Tom Hanks is good. I think the standout in this movie is Christopher Walken. Yeah, he's great. He's He was nominated for an Academy Award. Was he was nominated he? Okay. for Best Supporting Actor in this movie. Good for him. Oh, and he's terrific. Like, I can't think of a performance of his equal to this amount of screen time. That's like so good, but like he's just everything he's in. He's just so terrific. Yep. 
Um, we it's think true. of him as a, a caricature these days, but just like, no, man, that guy's a real actor. Right. <laughs> you exactly. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can do stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, DiCaprio is pretty young here. Um, he's playing like a 16 year old. Yeah. Uh, he's older than that, but he's but, older than that, but he still yeah. looks and, and convincingly, convincingly plays pretty boyish here. This yes. is only three years after Titanic or three, yeah. no five. Uh, what was it? 97 Titanic was 97. Mm, oh, it'd be five years. Yeah, so maybe. he doesn't look like a, he doesn't look like a boy. Yeah. But he, he convincingly plays. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. So I gave this three and a half stars. Uh, it's been a while since I'd seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen this in, in quite a few years, but, uh, I own it. I will watch it, uh, again at some point. Um, I think the first time I watched it was on your recommendation. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. 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 It, it's very good. I, I, I thought I'd probably give it four stars just going off memory, but mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoy the film. Um, and going back to your point about opposition and low stakes and all that kind of thing, part of that's due to the fact that the opposition is Tom Hanks and he's so dang likable in the yeah. role that it's kind of like, man, I, I want both of them to get away with it. Like I want, yeah. I want both of them to get what they want. Well, and, uh, yeah. Tom Hanks is so, is so like annoyed by the, the, the sort of like boys club of the FBI. And yeah. he's not, he's just so uninterested in like in playing office politics. He's just simply like, I just want to do my job and catch criminals. Yeah. And yeah. so he's sort of like a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. And that's played up a lot. But like he, he he's he, he's justified and he he's reinforced ultimately by his superiors because he like has really good instincts um as, you know, as as uh, as 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 a, as someone who's trying to uh bring Leo DiCaprio to justice. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. It, it it's um what I one of the things that I like about this film is is that obviously Frank Abagnale exists, mm-hmm. but but the idea that there are people out there that that for whom this is true, right? That you can just talk your way out of everything, and you know you're able to con like anybody just because you know the right thing to say at the right time, mm-hmm. and you can deflect a question and like you know redirect thing. Like that to me is so fascinating that there are people who can control a conversation mm-hmm. to that degree um that i'm just like man that that's what's to me half the fun of watching this is watching him pull one over on everybody i, I love the movie oh yeah i mean like i said the film was pretty long but it doesn't feel long um yeah. it, it's pretty well paced so i I'll, yeah. I'll i'll recommend for sure if, if people have not seen catch me if you can that that definitely stands out as uh yep. one of the better films of the of that year for me yes um and uh, quiet, quietly, one of Spielberg's uh, solid ones for me. Yeah, as well, totally. I'm glad you mentioned the terminal because I, I also love the terminal. Terminal's so good; it's really yep. good. Yep. I'm excited to rewatch it uh, coming up. Yep. All right. So, okay, let's talk about Constantine, which came out in 05. 2005. Yeah. yeah. So this is the same year that like Batman Begins came out. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> which it, which is really funny to yeah. juxtapose the two. Mr. Constantine. I'd like to ask you a few questions. I know the circles you travel in, the occult, exorcisms. Easy there, hero. That's Dragon's Breath. I thought you couldn't get it anymore. 
a liar. <clears throat> I know a guy who knows a guy. I thought that you could at least point me in the right direction. Yeah, okay, sure. Please. What if I told you that God and the devil made a wager for the souls of all mankind? No direct contact with humans. That would be the rule. Just influence. See who would win. Demons stay in hell. Angels in heaven. They call it the balance. I need to see what you see. You do this, there's no turning back. You see them. They see you. Understand? Constantine's directed by Francis Lawrence. Um, really? Has found Hunger Games fame and uh, yes. and is directing Constantine 2, um, which is currently in production. Um, with Keanu Reeves? With Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Um, yeah, DC's that desperate. So wow. they, uh, they, they announced Constantine 2, which is one of the reasons why I decided to watch this. Finally, <laughs> after all these years, I always do this. This is what I do. I, I A movie comes out. It's critically panned mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I don't want any part of this. And yep. then years later, <laughs> I watch it and have no one to talk to about it because the discourse has already happened. And, yeah. <laughs> and then they announce a sequel and it's like, oh, cool. I don't care. <laughs> I just, they better make him shave for this one and cut his hair because you can't have bearded, long haired Keanu Reeves walk around in a suit in this movie because that's John Wick. Right. Yeah. And, and, but they're so, going to do what they do. They're going to do what they do in the Matrix. They're just going to put John Wick in a in, previous in Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to make a they're going to make a lake house remake with and he'll he'll just be bearded. <laughs> hardball. Yeah. yeah. Hardball. <laughs> Bad news bears. <laughs> Dracula. Um so here's the thing. So I I'm I'm a DC Comics guy. I am uh vaguely familiar with Constantine, not mm -hmm. overly familiar with Constantine as a character. Um, I've read a couple books with him in it. He's appeared in some animated shows that I've seen. Um, and I think a couple appearances on like the CW stuff that I've stopped watching. So mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. And uh, so I'm vaguely familiar with the idea of John Constantine um, in, in my head. You know, he's this uh, Liverpudlian blonde smoking a cigarette dude yeah. um and and keanu reeves is not any of that um and luckily they didn't ask him to be because i don't think he could do it that based on his so his british performance in dracula um <laughs> but um yeah so constantine uh john constantine is like essentially a private investigator who deals with the occult and demons and yeah. that sort of thing and he also is able to see into, you know, like the spiritual realm. Yeah. Um, so a lot of crossover with him and uh, characters like Lucifer, uh, Gabriel, um, and uh, and even some of the more uh, ethereal DC Comics characters like Dead Man and uh, Phantom Stranger and that sort of thing. This movie... Uh, <sighs> doesn't really capitalize on the the weirdness of the John Constantine character for me um and instead trades in like uh uh biblical like that like it, in a weird way it's trying to to adhere to some like 
Catholic uh, uh, theology, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it, it, in so doing, it eschews most of the actual doctrines. It's so weird that they're like, okay, we're going to lean more on actual doctrines than on source material, DC comic source material, but we're also going to get the doctrines of Christianity wrong in order to do it. <laughs> it it's so weird. But um, here's, the, here's the weird thing. I didn't hate the movie, but it's not fine. It, yeah. It's just like some somewhere in this weird realm where I'm like, I just don't, I just don't care. I think it's like sitting in that weird, that weird w- place. Um, the film stars Keanu Reeves, obviously, and then Rachel Vice. And Rachel Vice is always great. Yeah. Um, but, um, but her character is underwritten, and she comes across. What's weird is it felt very Doctor Strangey to me. Now going back and watching it, mm-hmm. like the the if you look at Doctor Strange one, it's like the 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 um the relationship sort of between Steven and, uh, and, uh, Rachel Christine. McAdams character, yeah. whose name I never remember. Um, yeah, the, the, that, that relationship is very similar to like this relationship. Like Constantine is this weird, like smug, arrogant, uh, whatever kind of character. Yeah. Um, and she's this earnest, hardworking, you know, whatever. And, and so it's, you know, like that, that pairing. Um, and, and then this is also trying to do the, the mind bending like now we're in hell and now we're in heaven and now we're in like this. And so it's like it's Dr. Strangey, but not really. And there's but there's like it's Dr. Strangey, but without any of the personality of Dr. Strange or any yeah. of the charm of Dr. Strange. Um, so you could say like Dr. Strange is the better Constantine movie, but that's not right because like Dr. Strange is just a better character than John Constantine. But but all that to say I didn't I didn't hate it, but it it does nothing for me. Um, and, and I and I think that's what it is. It's obviously um, only mildly related to the DC Comics character. And uh, so it's kind of just its own thing at this point. And it, and it also reminded me of Blade. I feel like this was DC's attempt to, like, capitalize on Blade because Blade Trinity had just finished. Yeah. And so I guess they were like we need a blade what do we yeah. have and someone's like i don't know what about the the british guy with the cigarette and they're like cool get keanu reeves well he's not british i don't care yeah, yeah. um just put it in put Who it out that? there shut up uh, right he did matrix oh yeah. we're warner brothers yes. great um <laughs> yeah. and, and like that's that's all the conversation was um there's some cool ideas here but but ultimately it just doesn't really do anything for me so um I will say Shia LaBeouf's great. He's in this. He has a small role in this. Um, Shia LaBeouf's awesome. Um, and and the visual effects are strangely okay. Like some of them hold up okay. Some yeah. of them not so much. There's a demon that that attacks. Uh, I almost said John Wick. Whoops. Um, there's, a, there's a demon that almost attacks or that attacks uh, uh, Constantine. And he's like made of bugs or something. That's really rough. That's really yeah. rough. Um, that sounds but, like something would be hard to execute in 05. Yeah, it was. But but then there's some stuff that's kind of cool. And there's also some really bad compositing, like mm. John Wick goes to heaven. And so it's like this, you know, clouds and mm-hmm. stuff. And then John Wick just like badly compot. John Wick, I keep doing it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Constantine, like like badly composited in in the clouds. And I'm like, ah, OK, 
Um, whatever. Uh, the discourse has run its course at this point. It doesn't really matter. Uh, this movie's irrelevant, and uh, now there's a sequel, which only makes it slightly more relevant. But yeah. the, the actual plot twist is the sequel itself will be irrelevant the second it's released. Yeah, doesn't really matter. Um, it, it'll it'll have a bump and it it'll it'll do good on its opening weekend, riding the John Wick coattails, and then it'll drop off. And what it is, what it is. Um, and that's assuming this thing even gets made and lives the Warner Brothers merger, <laughs> whatever. And um, uh, so who knows what will happen. But but um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing an actual Constantine movie made at some point. Um, and they I know they were trying Guillermo del Toro was creating was working on a um uh a movie called justice league dark which featured the characters that are more like just so justice league dark is a comic um so it's like characters like zatanna john constantine swamp thing like these more uh you know mythical uh whatever magical kind of characters and guillermo del toro worked on that for a long time before he he left that and um so anyway, I guess that's not happening anymore, but there's still rumors of a Zatanna thing floating around. Anyway, um, I, 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 I don't know that I reviewed Blade on, on the show, um, but my thoughts about Blade also carry over here, which is sometimes this realm of the comics world, like, you know, if Marvel gets into the Blade stuff or you know, uh, or, or DC gets into this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, works better with an established universe that you can feel like the weirdness of this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like for me, I think it'll be cool to see blade in the MCU because we have this established vision of what the world is. And then blade says, Oh, let's blow the doors off it and show you this other part of it. Right. There's smack yeah. on mic. Um, and, Constantine should do the same thing for the DC world. It's like, oh, Superman, Batman, great. Oh, and also heaven and hell and demons, right? And so it should be this weird aside to the world. But when it exists only as a standalone product, it kind of loses its punch. I'm, I'm, I feel the opposite, actually. Really? Okay. I'm very nervous about the MCU Blade because ah. of all the things that exist in the in the Marvel universe right now. Like they've normalized other like planets sure. and species and stuff. Yep. Um, but the idea that there's like vampires and stuff. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll be normal, but it's just like, it's so weird. Like it, it, it I don't, I don't know. I, I, it is. It, it's a different kind of like acceptance. Like people, I can buy that people would accept like, Oh, there's aliens. There's other planets. There's superhero people you know, but like for them to be like, Oh, and there's vampire. Like, like to me, like the world is delineated in those stories between people with powers and people without powers. Yeah. And it's a very simple allegory to follow. But I suppose if you're going to follow that, you know, having people who are vampires or other mythical creatures and, but they don't have other superpowers. You're just a vampire. So yeah. it's just, I don't know. It, it has the, it, it, I'm, I'm nervous about it. <laughs> I, no, that makes sense. I mean, you have to be careful with it because the second you say there are vampires mm-hmm. hidden in, in, in plain sight, then 
the question is like, well, who do we know that's actually a vampire? And so you run that risk of like, Ned Leeds is a vampire. And like, you know, just name a character. Rhodey, he's a vampire. Ned Leeds. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Don't say that too loud. That's a, that's that's good. That's good. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think you have to be careful with it. And um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the MCU is like a sci fi world. Right. And the second yeah. you add gothic mythology fantasy to it. It, it becomes a different world. Yeah. Um, to me, I feel like the comics proved that it can work, mm -hmm. that you can take right. this thing where it's like, you know, you, you think about like, you know, let's just start in 1938 with Superman. You have this strange visitor from another planet and 1939 introduces Batman and he's just a grounded, you know, gangster fighter. And then you have... Uh, the Flash who, you know, whatever, and and you like slowly build up to it. Green Lantern's more cosmic and blah, blah, blah. And you build and build and build. And then, oh, by the way, Alan Moore's over here like, oh, also demons. Mm -hmm. And so like it, it it just feels like a natural expansion. But, you know, in a way you could see like with every expansion of it, like a character like Superman being like, crap, that's real too. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, like to have that perspective I think is valuable. And when it's, when it's just alone, Constantine exists in his own standalone thing. I feel like you lose the punch of like, Oh crap, this is real. Cause the only character you have to like do that with is Rachel yeah. Vice, And, and she gets on board relatively quickly. But if you can say like, Oh look, an alien thinks this is weird to me. That's kind of, that's kind of interesting. I feel like right? for the, I feel like some of the people who have the hardest jobs in, in the MCU films are like the production designers who have to go, okay. How, Cause like the blade films have a pretty strong, especially blade Two, have a really strong, like visual palette. Yeah. Like because of the Gothic elements, like the world in those movies looks a very specific way mm. because this is, this is a film where the only thing that's weird is that there are vampires in the world. Yeah. Um, now yeah. granted some of the weird places they're shooting is, is just Europe. <laughs> sure. Right. Right. Um, right. um, but like it would have to look like that, but just for the blade parts of, of MCU movies. And then we're going to go to New York where it just looks normal again, right. because now we're talking to Spider-Man and it's like, well, but again, the comics, the comics have done that. And that's exactly what you do when you go talk to blade Hey, the all the lights are horrible piss yellow and yeah, and yeah. and it, and it's raining and everything flickers and there's glyphs and neon everywhere. It's very blade yeah. runnery. And yeah, now sure. we're going to go talk to Matt Murdock. Hey, why is it always nighttime and kind of red? It's just yeah. How does Matt Murdock know it's nighttime? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's <was> insensitive. <laughs> he taps that cane. And he can hear that sound bounce off the sun. I can hear the sunshine. <laughs> I hear the birds chirping, asshole. Okay, birds don't chirp at night. I'm I not apologize stupid. to any vision impaired <laughs> listeners we have here. He's probably just like, I don't even need power to know it's daytime, you son of a bitch. I, I can, can feel the sunshine. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> my alarm went off at eight in the morning. It's 8.05. I know it's the morning. Also, I ask my neighbors and they're not mean to me. Okay. <laughs> if I really don't know, I'll just ask me, Hey, Hey Bill, is it daytime? Yes. I said, Hey Alexa, what time is it? And it said 1102 AM. 
I know what time it is, you idiot. <laughs> they really should put an Alexa in the next, like the next time we see Daredevil. They it really should. should be like, no, it's, 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 it's a lot easier with this, this voice activated device. <laughs> what, if, what if Matt Murdock thinks he has an Alexa, but it's really just foggy pretending to be an Alexa. <laughs> He's like, "Hey Alexa, <laughs> make a note." And he, foggy. and he, Froggy, what? What's his name? Froggy. No, it is Froggy. It is. Is it Froggy? It, it I, is. I don't know what his dumb name is. That's not a name. That's <laughs> like. You know why his name is Foggy Nelson? Because he smokes all that weed. <laughs> Ooh, it sure is foggy up in here. Is Foggy the the masculine version of the name Misty? <laughs> No, I don't. Why are we just naming people after weather phenomenons? This is stupid. I'm telling you, it's 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 the it's the marijuana. It's the marijuana. Yeah, it's the marijuana. (laughs) Anyway. All right. I I like I like the idea of of Matt Murdock not having an actual Alexa, but thinking he does because what's her face? Deborah Ann Wall or whatever is like (laughs) is like pretending to be his Alexa. Foggy, I may not have sight, but I can certainly smell that dank ass weed. <laughs> and I really need you to take it like pretty far away. I'm 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 getting a buzz because you ate an edible this morning. That, <laughs> that's how strong my senses are. Well, that, uh, so don't 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 watch Constantine. Don't watch Constantine. That's the answer.